0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, leave a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by the great Frank Sanders and my good friend Espo. We're talking Arizona Cardinal football on a Friday. Gentlemen, how are we doing? But I don't get the great just because I didn't catch any
1: balls in the NFL. I'm not great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to Auburn, so I'm not great. I see how it is.
2: Hey, 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 hey Take it easy. Yeah, we will love you, asshole. <laughs> Quick play around. Without you, wouldn't be here. How are you, Frank? Doing good, brother. Uh, it's a happy. Uh, what day is it? Friday. Hell yeah! It's Friday. <laughs> can't be By the way, right is, is there a,
1: is there a rule that you can't be like more than twenty feet away from your golf clubs at any <laughs> particular <laughs> time?
2: Absolutely. Where I All go, right, they go. Now. He's big time. At, at right, He's that's, that's, the, the, and that's like the presidential football right there.
0: <laughs> He's getting I ready for that. the waste management coverage that we got going on all of next week. But here on a Friday, we're going to talk a little Cardinals, as we always do here at 3 p.m., PHNX <laughs> Cardinals Live. And gentlemen, I, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this first topic with you because we haven't had a chance to discuss this. So about 7 to 10 days ago, it was rumored that Byron Leftwich, heavily rumored that Byron Leftwich. Former Arizona Cardinal offensive coordinator was going to become the new head coach in Jacksonville. Right? He has ties there, of course. Once upon a time, a top draft pick of the Jaguars, and then it came out that mm, not so fast. He doesn't love Trent Bulky. A lot of people uh, push back on Bulky, the general manager there. Long story short, Mike Jarecki, who I didn't see this because I'm blocked by Mike. Mike, unblock me. I, you know, I, I don't know why I'm blocked. Mike Jarecki put out a tweet. It's basically saying that it's 99% done deal that Adrian Wilson, Cardinals VP, will be the next GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he and Left Witcher boys. And that was going to become the new tandem in Jacksonville. And that had real momentum, so much so that when Shearson and I discussed it, and I thought, you know, good for Adrian, Cardinals get a comp pick from it. And then everything kind of went dark upwards of like the last five days. And then lo and behold, We get this announcement on Twitter yesterday that Byron Leftwich, excuse me, I'm sorry. Byron Leftwich expected to pull out of consideration for the Jaguars head coaching gig and much of that coming in the form of Bulky gritting his teeth and refusing basically to to step away as GM. Shad Khan, the owner, enabling Bulky, Bulky kind of turning people off there. Long story short – Bulky won the power struggle, left which not going there, which means Adrian Wilson is not going to Jacksonville. So then, you know, I start to speculate that, well, we've got a coach and a GM, Espo, that are on an island for one year. Winner, winter, probably you're gone, and Steve Kahn and Cliff Kingsbury. Is it crazy to suggest that the Cardinals, who love to hire internally with their general managers, Adrian Wilson, Byron which tandem in Arizona in 2023. What do you think?
1: Well, first off, I mean, anytime if you're con in Jacksonville, you can keep a guy who's had, uh, as a general manager, four different coaches in four years, I believe. You just got to do it, right? I mean, nothing <laughs> says logic like that. Let's just yeah. keep the guy in his job when we got an up-and-comer that wants to come here and wants to bring an up-and-coming GM as well. But uh, look, what's crazy to me is, left, which beloved in Jacksonville, he became the second most uh, highest selling Jersey in Jacksonville behind uh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, after this rumor emerged, like it's insane. His Jersey from decades ago was selling because of, <laughs> because of that. And they still find a way to go, you know, what? nah, screw that. Why would we want to do what the fans want? You know, let's keep this guy that doesn't know what he's doing as GM. And uh, and spurn this coach now. Uh, to your question, though, I said on this program, I think it was Monday. It feels like a lifetime ago, but I think it was it Monday that I would I would consider Adrian Wilson now yeah. here in uh, in Arizona as the GM because I haven't seen what I need to to believe in this tandem. So next year, if certainly if uh, if you don't see what you need to from Cliff Kingsbury, if this team doesn't live up to what they uh you know what was expected of them after that this fast start this year seven and zero. if they don't live up to those expectations i think it's time for a change and why wouldn't you look at a guy in byron Leftwich for your head coach that has played quarterback in this in this league he's familiar with the valley which we know michael bidwell loves to and the bidwell family since they've owned the team loves to have people that are familiar with the organization when the, In in a lot of these uh, moves, so that would check that box, and then you get to promote Adrian Wilson from within to step into that GM role. I I think it's it's not a bad idea at all. We'll see. I mean, it's tough. Steve Kime, I can't pin this whole year on right because he did make roster moves that made this team better, right? But it's the draft picks. It's the having Vance Joseph as your defensive coordinator, who's unwilling to play those young guys that you've drafted in the first round, those kind of moves make me question things. So if, if this next year doesn't go where you want, this would make a lot of sense as the next uh, head coach GM pairing in Arizona.
0: Frank, what about you? Former players now would be running the Arizona Cardinals, Byron Lefwich, Adrian Wilson. They played around the same time. Would you be in support of that pairing this time next year?
2: You know, just to touch base, just to touch back a little bit on something, I, I look back and I say, there's a formula for losing. And I think that the general manager over in the Jacksonville has definitely shown he knows the formula on how to lose. And I think that that, that would have been a good decision if, if they would if they would have kept by and made the decision to remove the general manager. But apparently that's not on the table. I would not be opposed for these two guys coming back because they did their their time and their due diligence. Look, you got to form a quarterback that knows pretty much he has done his part, which is done all the internship of becoming a quarterback's coach, leading to offensive coordinator, under great tutelage of how to deal with people. A head coach has to know how to deal with people, and I don't think you're going to find anybody else than Bruce Aarons to know how to deal, how to get 53 guys mentally ready and to come together on a sunday on a sunday monday or thursday night football game ready to play yeah. football because he knows how to deal with them look adrian wilson has been through this he's been through this organization he's seen what it's like to be with mike bidwell as a player slash now as as one some person in, in management that's not always easy an easy transition for a lot of players to to, to go from a player on a road to now a, you know now a, somebody in personnel dealing with a, dealing with the owner still; Those are two different decisions, just different mindsets. So, but he's shown to be that guy as he's moved up the ranks. So I would not be opposed to that if that did happen. Well,
1: I want to
0: get to some of these. Go ahead, Espo.
2: I was just
1: going to say, let's also, a lot of people will be like, well oh, well, was left, which is success just because of Tom Brady. And to me, the one thing that stands out is in 2019, when the Bucks were uh, before Tom Brady was there, the Bucks were first in yards per game at 302.8 and fourth in points per game in the NFL at 28.6 with Jameis Winston. He did fantastic
0: work with Jameis. Yes, absolutely. I, I, to me left, which would have been a slam dunk hire in Jacksonville. I don't dislike Doug Peterson. I actually think he's a good coach and somebody that I thought would have been a good fit for this team. Had they moved off of cliff Kingsbury super bowl ring and all, but it's a weird fit in Jacksonville. Uh, Jalen says, what makes us think Ada would be a good GM? He has been Kimes' right-hand man for a few years now. I don't know if he's making the final decision or isn't, but he uh, bears some culpability in the front office failure. I think, Jalen, I'll I'll agree with you to some extent that I think most people who feel like Adrian Wilson would be a good fit is just the comfort level of, okay, we got somebody else that has won with this franchise. Let's give them a shot. I, I would love to see proof of some of the moves and influence that Adrian Wilson has had um, but I mean if he's getting interviews around the league he, he's qualified and I think that it for 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 me it's just could he go somewhere else and, and have success that would be the, the biggest telling point if the Cardinals let had let him go and he would have taken the Jacksonville job and they and they rattle off a couple of division titles you know I just I would like to see because we don't know what Steve Kyim, Allows and delegates from his vice presidents. That that would be my only concern.
2: Look, we we've hired a head coach that had a losing record from little league to college. I'm just playing on the little league joke, so that's 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 <laughs> a joke. But we hired a guy with no experience. So please don't ask for experience in the NFL. There's multiple coaches that have been hired as the head coach of a lot of prominent franchises that were assistant water boys. They were assistant. Tight end coaches, they were special team coaches. So to actually have to have facts or to have proof of what somebody's done in the NFL, I think that has lost its luster of having to have an acumen or credibility of being capable of doing that job. Honestly, right now, I don't think that matters. I think it matters on who they who they want who they want to bring in, and then they sell us the pitch. Everyone else gets the pitch that hey, don't worry about it. This guy's gonna be great. He was. He has this. He has that. He has Demasi. He was under the tutelage of or he sat alongside the head coach from the former head coach of the New York Giants was a special teams coach. And he only reason why he got that job primarily is because they said he was under Bill Belichick. So at the end of the day, what you've done in that particular job, I I, I just don't find that to be necessary, the necessary end all to be all on hiring somebody for that job or position.
0: I want to highlight this uh, super chat, Sean Marks, 499. Thank you so much, Sean. Sean, friend of the program. I'd love to get them here, to be honest. Leftwich has done a good job in Tampa, and I think time under Bruce Arians is time well spent. Uh, too many Cardinal fans probably look at his time as the interim OC with Josh Rosen and Steve Wilkes, and, and that's maybe clouded a little bit of judgment. But these years, working with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians in an education and an offensive play calling, signed me up for that. Uh, and I, I think if the Cardinals were to make a move next year, you, you would you would find me at the front of the line for somebody like Byron which to come here and coach Kyler Murray, because part of that conversation, Espo, would be let's get Kyler Murray to the next level. You're not doing that with a with all due respect, one of these defensive coaches that's available with a Brian Flores, somebody like that. I would want somebody who takes Kyler Murray from a you know fringe pro bowler nice player can't put together a complete season two. who's going to get him to an MVP caliber season. And I think Byron yeah. can do that.
1: Well, and Byron understands the pressure that, uh, that, you know, he's under and uh, Cliff doesn't, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but Cliff was a third string clipboard holder, uh, you know, and at quarterback, this isn't a guy that, that fully grasped the pressure that Kyler Murray's feeling as a top draft pick uh, in a, uh, with a franchise that has had historically bad luck with guys that they draft at that position. So uh, I think, I think he could gain a lot from that. And, and he's also shown that he's a, he's a good offensive mind. He's been able to do it uh, in Tampa. Uh, You know, so I would love to see what he could do with Kyler Murray. I don't want to, I don't want to act like I'm, I'm, I'm pouring dirt on cliff Kingsbury already. I mean, he has taken a step each year, but, if they backslide even a little in the second half of next year, you got to make a move because yeah. you, your championship window is the window that Kyler Murray isn't getting paid too much because then you can afford other guys that's coming to a close very quickly. You can't waste that. And you got to make sure if you're going to commit long-term to a full, you know a full kind of max deal that you're going to give to Kyler Murray, that he's actually the guy. And you can't have the question of, well, is this Cliff or is this Kyler that that is you know having having the issues offensively? You need to answer all this. I need to answer it in short order because that runway's you're coming into the end of it and you got to figure yeah. it all out.
0: Part of bringing left with John would be to elevate Kyler, and if you're paying up upwards of forty million per season, Kyler then has to carry you and a roster that's up against the cap. Absolutely. Brandon says on here, uh, Jacksonville management is one word idiotic. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. my, our buddies at game travel pass. Well, I know this is likely Tyler and Tyler is a supporter of Cliff Kingsbury, which I appreciate. Right. And we're going to run it back. You know, people who like this administration are going to get to see it one more time at minimum. <laughs>
1: Look, I thought he was just calling out what all of Cliff Kingsbury's plays are. That's just his playbook. Pass. That's that's all that you got, right?
0: I, I like this question here. Uh, do we really think leftwidge made the playbook in Tampa or calls the plays? What were his duties? He was the play caller. I mean, he collaborated with Bruce Arians. I mean, Bruce Arians is an offensive savant, but... I mean, uh, let me let me
2: add this to the, to the notation also, Johnny. There's no playbook that's created by one person. Yeah. Every play, and for the most part, over the last 45 to 50 years, plays have been stolen and, con- and, and combined and collaborated on all points because of social media and the coaches that have a commonality of coming together in regards to agents and what they do in the offseason. And you can hear this publicly. This is nothing new, but most coaches get together in the offseason they shoot the crap or they talk about plays and they go over playbooks. Most of them are, are coming from some form of another team. So as, as the players have become free agents, the coaches are free agents as well. So look, Tom Bowles just left the Jets. He picked up something. Then you look at Bruce Harris, he was here. He left and he's gone. Now he's got somebody's playbook. They all do the exact same thing. So, But I do agree with you, Johnny. He does call the plays, but it's a balance. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to have. If you have an offensive-minded coach, and then you also have an offensive co- coordinator that's on the same page. You guys are tend to get that, but again, what you said earlier as for about James Winston and what he was able to do with him—that tells you all. The, the only problem was they didn't—they didn't go get in my eye exam to realize he was colorblind.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, too. Like, what do they think that left which is going to go? All right, I'm going to take this head coaching job at this place, and then all of a sudden, all of Tampa Bay security comes and they're like, "We're confiscating every." Version of the playbook you've ever had, uh, and we're gonna wipe your memory clean of anything you've ever called here in Tampa. You may not bring that anywhere. Like, I, even I, if I, he didn't design every play, it's coming with him. I
2: yeah, I, I still got five playbooks in my heart in the house right now that I have from mm-hmm. teams. And if you want them, you can get them. And guess what? If you want to develop your plays, you can go to Madden. Madden uploads so many playbooks right now that are literally, if you're the coach, you could go get that playbook off of. Matt, and literally, it just created with the same te- same terminology. That's how it's not that hard. But it, it, Matt, what matters is the play calling and making sure you're putting your guys in the right position to make the plays. That's why we talk about Sean McVay so much because he does a good job with that no matter what he has. And that's just something that you just can't really – that's that's the eye of being a great offense coordinator and a play caller.
0: Frank, NFL AZ card. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Do you have
1: the Buddy Ryan playbook still over there? What is it like I, four I, offensive pages and then like sixty seven
2: it's half a PDF, PDF it, document? It's it is a lot of defensive plays. I got a lot of offensive plays that with Buddy Wright, we didn't even run. So it's Buddy dive said, right and dive left. Buddy no, and, hey J V, Buddy said just don't lose the game. Punt on draw run draws on third downs so we can punt the ball. So, my defense can win the football game. That was Buddy Ryan's secret.
0: Cardinal fans in the chat, if you think we're having a tough time because the team flamed out at the end of the year, but still made the playoffs, go watch some mid to late 90s Cardinal football outside yes. of when my man Frank went to the playoffs. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals asked, why not Eric Bieniemy? Four straight AFC championships. It's it's not his fault, Casey has bad defenses. I think Eric Bieniemy is waiting for Andy Reid to eventually retire and be the heir apparent there. I think there's some skepticism to a lot of your points in the chat about, okay, Bruce Arians default runs the offense in Tampa. Andy Reid runs the show in Kansas city and they have Patrick Mahomes. Now my pushback to that is Matt Nagy got a head coaching job and say, I mean, like the, the we have an epidemic in the NFL when it comes to hiring black coaches. And that's a yes. perfect example of, of what went down. Matt Nagy, who I, you know, kind of fell on his face to, to end his career and be enemy can't even get Interviews right now, it's it's a joke, but I would, I would it, it, at, at minimum, uh, look at Eric bien next offseason if they were to pivot. Uh, a couple other questions. This organization is always promoted from within with a little success. When is it time to make the change and get fresh eyes, fresh perspective outside the organization? Jalen, I'm 100% with you. Dating back to the late 80s, this franchise is always hired from within, and I think you guys can speak on this better than I can. It is a low self-esteem mentality of we don't feel maybe we can get high-ranking executives to leave other organizations to come here so let's just promote from within kind was a promotion from within rod graves was we're discussing adrian wilson i mean it goes on and on and on
1: some of it's a family business mentality though too and the business have always operated this like it is a family business because you know in right or wrong it has been since the 1930s and when you operate in that mindset you do tend to reward those that you know that you're familiar with that you have helped you know formulate their career and help mold them through the years so it doesn't necessarily surprise me that that's the mentality the question is if you look long and hard at it is it the right mentality to have and i think that's what michael bidwell needs to needs to do whenever that next move has to be made is seriously ask himself, is this the right thing to do, or am I doing it because it's the thing that has always kind of happened here, the thing that I'm most comfortable with doing, and and make that decision at that time.
0: Comfort and time go hand in hand. That's, in my opinion, why he hasn't pivoted off of Steve. He's comfortable with Steve. He's comfortable with the trajectory of the organization. That, I mean, they can say they have Super Bowl aspirations. But I mean, I just being in the hunt, sixteen week seventeen, that's enough right now for this organization.
2: I, I'd be surprised. I think that you know, <clears throat> today when we talked about a Dub and where he might go and and hiring him from within, and I thought to myself, I said, man, what I'm looking at Kimes, but Kimes over the last five or six years, I know he's drafted his drafts ain't been amazing, but the picks he's brought in have been pretty solid. Names of guys like this roster right now got names on the that I was talking about in the early part of the year, and so I would call these guys, this was like a fantasy football lineup that I just never thought would have an A.J. Green, a J.J. Watts, or, or a D. Hops on the same team. And this is guys that have come from other places who have been successful at other teams. So that was surprising to me. So I, I can say he's done extremely well and continually giving the fan base something to cheer for. I am I am going to do like everyone else has done. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in what, and Cliff in the the second half of the season for the last two years. That's the part that I can't blame Kine for when it comes to the play calling, or I can't blame him for the players getting ready to play or what they need to do on the football field because the players that he's asked to be here have been pretty much readily available to play. Unfortunately, J.J. got hurt, so he's pretty much the one that's out. And then also this year we lost T-Hop, so that's another – that's not something that he could control, but he's at least given us that opportunity. The hiring from within that's what I agree with you. That's that's just a family business mentality. They've always done that. Look, when I was here in nineteen ninety-five to two thousand and one, the guys that are the medical staff was the guys that came from St. Louis. And it's the yep. same medical staff they have right here now. And it's just it's just what they are.
1: They oh, do guy keep like. Every- Jim Mahandro, senior, right? He was yes. one of the one of the guys that came from St. Yeah. Louis and 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 carried machine. Over.
2: Machine, Jeff. Those guys are still there. Mark Stein. Those guys are still in the equipment yeah. room. I mean, like that's just what they do because that's the way pops ran it. And I agree, you guys. There's something to look at when the formula is not coming to pass. But I can't necessarily say that. Look, we've been to the Super Bowl. We've played in division championships, which I've just. Look, I didn't get any of that, so I just want to let you guys know. And I've watched steadily to see if this team has grown. And I can say Mike has allowed that to happen with Steve and, of course, Rod Graves when they first got together, but then Steve took over. And I can see that by just giving you, the fans, and us, me, as a former player, something to say that you have talent on the field. Here's the question. The coaches you're hiring, are they developing the guys? Are they positioned? Are Are they right for the position, coach? For three years, Larry Fitzgerald had a quarterback's coach that was coaching him at receiver. Let that sink in so you really figure out what the hell is going on because not all the coaches that's coaching these positions are made or, or, or have played that position, and that's the sad part about the NFL. Well,
1: I think the this, other thing, too, you got to look at is scouting department because Steve Keim relies on his scouts in terms of the draft as well. So does. is that room where you need it to be? How much is, is he culpable for first round picks, those kind of things? And how much are are the scouts involved in that? And kind of it's it's about assessing the entire thing. And I'm sure some of that is even going on right now. I mean, not yeah. not that I'm saying any changes are gonna be made, but at the end of any season, you have to do a post mortem. You've got to look at every every aspect of your organization and ask, okay, where did we succeed? Where did we fail? What's what's the cause of this and how do we get better? And look at all that. So
0: yeah, there's there's talk of that in the chat here that I want to highlight. Mike right, B right. says, I like Kime. Some people say Adrian Wilson gets us free agents and talks. Players come in easy. I wouldn't mind Adrian Wilson, but I'm good with Kime. Cliff, I'm not so sure about leaning towards showing him the door. And then we've got some comments on the flip side here, beginning with Derek stating. So then do we run Leftwich out of town if he doesn't win a Super Bowl in four years? Seriously can't believe this is a discussion, and that's alluding to the fact that Cliff has has gotten better each of his first three years with the team, and Easy No Steroids kind of speaks on that. I feel like the the end-of-the-year fades are because of depth, which I know a lot of people are harping on, which, Easy, I would agree with you there. We are just not built for the war of attrition. Doesn't that fall on time? I would agree with that. We let Razul Douglas walk when we were rolling out rookie defensive backs. I think to that point, we have seen this team – go heavy on veteran players, right? Star players that are reaching or over 30 years old. J.J. Watt, over 30 years old. Rodney Hudson, over 30 years old. Hopkins turns 30 this year. All those guys got hurt this year. And while those are great, I I, I don't want to call DeAndre Hopkins icing on the cake, but those kind of additions, I think back to like, Remember when the Green Bay Packers won a Super Bowl and they brought in Charles Woodson and that pushed them over the top, right? But it was the nucleus of the players that they had drafted in the early to mid rounds that supplemented the meat and the body of the roster. And we've seen this team not be able to get to the finish line every year because the older players are banged up and then the other players that they've drafted like Azavian Collins and then Isaiah Simmons aren't playing. And I think that does fall on Steve Kime. And I'm not giving you know Cliff Kingsbury an out by any means, but I mean, they were banged up. They they made it through November without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. But I just I feel like they ran out of gas in December and January.
1: Did you ever? When either of you guys, when you were in school, make a volcano? Right? I had to do this with my daughter. You take the baking soda, you take the vinegar, and alone, you know, there's nothing. It's it, it, they're just two things. Whatever. They're, you mix them together, and it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of catastrophic. It's it's an explosion of sorts. I feel like that's what you have here. You've got Steve Kahn that's got the the way that he constructs a roster, mm-hmm. and then you've got Steve Kahn or to be uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who tends to fail later in the season. So you mix these two <laughs> things together, and you get this chemical reaction of not a lot of depth and a guy that tends to have Fade. his teams drop off, and it's yeah. just it's a bad mix. And that's that's what I think uh, happened these last two years is it's just, it doesn't work well together. So which, which guy can, can figure it out first? Can is, does time change the way he constructs a roster to better fit? So you have that depth, so you don't have that backslide, or does Cliff figure out what goes on with, with him and and how he makes better adjustments later in the season when teams catch up to what he's doing offensively?
2: I, I, I would truly say that. I think that, I think it's proven that, uh Cliff is the is the conduit in in this chemical that is not allowing us to reach our fullest potential. the only reason why I'm mm-hmm. saying that is because historically it's not just been with the Arizona Cardinals that this has been the same, this has been the same thing. And now we're watching him as if giving him top tier players continually because the NFL is going to be a consistent mindset that I got to put players on the field. I got to give the fans something to root for and cheer for. And this is a short window of time. Because it's contract based. It's not like a four year where you can go to school and feel like that you're just on a scholarship. This is not a scholarship plan. This is a money based opportunity where you only have a short window of time to make that thing happen. And every coach and every owner right now is looking for that guy that can make it happen in that short window of time. Can you take my take what I have and make it work or do what other pieces I need to to bring it in to make it work? And I think over the last few years, I can say Steve Kim has done that but I, I can also say that we have seen the continual residual process of what we've seen out of Cliff Kingsbury. Look, I'm, a, I'm cool with the, the growing process and allowing guys to grow and all these things and developing guys and developing coaches. But this is, that's just not the league right now. It's just, it's just not the league. The information that's out there, the guys that have the ability to, to talk about how they feel about the game. Now the strategies, what they're able to do, everything is so database driven and social 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 media run that you have you know you have the ability to do the eye test extremely fast right now and so now you don't have to develop now it's guess what i can go get that guy i can go get this guy and i think that's the same thing they all are bargain shopping you know and they just they just can get online and find a guy and sometimes i think that is what's happened unfortunately cliff has been the conduit in this conversation that has seemed to be the one that you can stand out and say it has not necessarily produced what you wanted to produce.
0: Put a bow on this conversation, Mike. Be trying to get that quality depth now is going to be tough. Kyler is about to get paid, and Mike, just to support your claim, the seven of the ten highest paid players on the Cardinals this season are external, meaning they were not drafted by this organization. Only Buda Baker, DJ Humphries, and Kyler Murray fall within the top ten. That has to change. If the Cardinals are looking for sustained success and have Super Bowl aspirations. And speaking of the Super Bowl, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just five bucks, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that promo code PHNX, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Uh, it's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, 21 and over Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer-only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash For more details, before we get to our final segment, gentlemen, I want to talk to you about something we are very proud of here at PHNX. And that is the debut of the PHNX Rising. We are super excited. We had our first podcast last night, 6 p.m. The guys crushed it on the show. And to celebrate this new extension of PHNX, we got this brand spanking new t-shirt. I'm ordering it. I can't wait to rock it. It is my favorite current scheme uh t-shirt color scheme that we got going on espo i'm just thrilled about what i'm seeing from the really the partnership of phnx and the rising
1: yeah look uh now we have football and football that we're covering here <laughs> on the network and that's uh that, what more could anybody want i mean that's that's the the gist of this and we've got a great team uh ramona and uh and owen over there taking care of everything on that show i'm excited their first show was fantastic yeah uh, which is tough we all know that first show is a a weird mix of i'm trying to figure out how to work with these new people i got a camera in my face there's all these lights what the hell am i doing and they pulled it off uh, with uh with excellent skill i was proud of of those guys and i think you should check it out you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or you can catch it on our YouTube channel. Excited to have them as part of it. And I am a soccer idiot. So I'm looking forward to learning more about the game.
0: Yes. Increase our acumen, but you don't have to have acumen just to head over to phnxlocker.com. Pick up the new t-shirt, $29.99 or become a member Go phnx.com for years. Membership, you get a free t-shirt, make it that one shows your support for phnx rising. Okay. gentlemen, Pro Bowl this weekend. Espo and I already spent most of PHNX bets daily today talking about how we're big-time degenerates and we plan on betting on the Pro Bowl. The Cardinals have <laughs> Cardinals have five representatives this weekend, including Kyler Murray, and this is kind of Kyler Murray's default Pro Bowl debut because last year he was named to the Pro Bowl, but they didn't have it. It was a faux event, right? And I don't know, maybe they bowl. did some stuff. Yeah, it's a Fro Bowl. <laughs> and they did some stuff virtually. But now we're seeing like via Chandler Jones's Instagram live, et cetera, like Kyler's out there mixing it up with all of the other elites, the NFL elites, and he's got a kind of a half smile on his face. So my question to both of you is, you know, we've, we've talked about Kyler Murray's leadership and body language at nauseam. How much could it do for Kyler to be around all of these other greats, not only his teammates, but everybody else, AFC, NFC, could it change his perspective a little bit? Could it expedite his maturity?
1: Oh, I mean, obviously, I don't have the experience that Frank does in a locker room, but I imagine being around uh, the best in the business helps you elevate your game because you see the way they approach it. Even in a Pro Bowl, you see the way that they approach the game. You get to talk to them. You get to pick their brain. You get to learn a little bit more. Uh, I, I think there's nothing but positive. Plus, you can recruit a little, even though you're not supposed to, but you can recruit guys to come join you in the desert uh, see you know Devin Booker in uh in all-star games or uh or Chris uh, Chris Paul during the playoffs last year recruiting uh recruiting JaVale McGee like there's ways you can can work around that quote-unquote tampering thing uh but so I think that's another aspect of this that's great for Kyler I was a little disappointed I was hoping he'd be in that like skills competition that they did yesterday last night yeah uh, and, and kind of have some fun because sometimes I feel like Kyler could use that, just like remembering, oh, yeah, this can be fun. And, right. and doing something like that I think probably might have been able to help with that mindset. But I hope being at these practices, being out there on Sunday with this group of guys can help remind him how much fun this game can be as well.
2: Look, I, I will add, as for everything you said is absolutely correct, that's exactly what does take place. Um, but I think that one of the things that I think if I was him – i would be there learning more important than anything else is and we've said this a multitude of times on the pitch in this podcast i've always said that you can learn what teams were trying to do to stop you yeah guys will tell you like bro like we knew you was we knew you was that dude that could just we we made sure we put two guys in the box to make sure we stop you we made sure we didn't rush against you so we stopped with it so that you couldn't just you know get outside of the pocket guys will start to talk to you if you're listening well you just kind of find out What were your weaknesses and your weak points? If you're humble enough to ask those questions, those would be the questions that I think would be the best thing. But if you're listening, guys will tell you how good they thought you were and how proud they are that you are here. But also they'll tell you what they were doing to stop you. Everything you said earlier, Espo, is absolutely on point. It's supposed to be fun. These guys are supposed to have a great time. He is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He is a dual-threat quarterback that presents a lot of problems. Mm But I think the learning part is learning what teams are trying to do to you. I think that was so so helpful for me in my career when I was playing. I would hear guys say, hey, man, you're the game planer today, Frank. We, we, we're we going to double team you because if we stop you and for what you're doing on third down and how bad you are, man, look, you move the chains. If we stop you, then we got nothing to worry about. And I think that helped me you know, understand what more teams are trying to do to me. I think that would help Kyler immensely if he's listening because next year – Then he'll go back and watch film and he'll say, Yep, that's exactly what they were trying to do because I did this. They knew that I couldn't, I couldn't throw out of my right side, so they kept rushing out of my right side. They knew so they kind of pushed me to my left to make me throw across my body. That would be so helpful for him um, while he's at those at at, at the Pro Bowl with the elite players.
0: Couple uh really good comments in the chat. I want to highlight uh NFL AZ Cardinals. Is Kyler enough to bring top talent here in the desert? I think so. Yeah. Number one, I think players want to come here because of the offense that does spread the ball around. I mean, Cliff does start three or four wide receivers. They've got a tight end prominence now with Zach Ertz. A bunch of running backs get carries. You look at what James Connor did. It's, say what you want about the Cardinal defense, the Cardinal offense does spread it around. And Kyler Murray is the facilitator there. Um, and uh, Easy No Steroids adds Kyler should see Jordan Palmer or Kurt Warner. I do think that he'd be best served working with uh, a passing coordinator or somebody like a Kurt Warner in the off season to work on his intermediate throws. Uh, I think really where Kyler kind of dipped at the end of the season was just the, I think the extra pressure he put on himself after Hopkins went down the offensive line, especially on the interior did not play particularly well. That rhythm passing was, was really sharp and on display to begin the year, which is why I think he was in the pro bowl. Um, But they just, they have to find ways to finish the season and that goes for Kyler and everybody else.
1: You know what, the first thing if I were Kyler that I do or would have done this week is when I saw Russell Wilson, I would have gone up to him and said, Explain to me what you were talking about when you were part of that Manning cast when we were on there. And you were kind of dissecting my body language, the way, what I wasn't doing on the sideline. Walk me through the mentality, not like accusatory, hey, how dare you, but really be like, hey, walk me
0: through. Do you think Kyler cares enough to ask that though? Uh, sure. I, I'm being serious. Yeah. You should. He should. We want it for him, but I don't know
2: if he cares enough. He well, cares if- enough. He's not, he's he he has not won anything in this league. He hasn't done anything in this league to say that, you know, <laughs> I don't deserve to be talked to or anything like that. The sign of a great leader is you when you watch the guy that's getting it done, then yeah, I think that matters a lot to him. I think that the guy that we want to see that he wants to bring a championship here to Arizona is. I mean, it's, it's important to him. I just think that as a young kid and the things that he's still having to do, <clears throat> look. Sometimes when you look at your coach and you realize your coach is not putting you in the best position, what are you gonna say? When you hit, when you when you get a play call that's you know that this that don't work versus defense, what are you gonna say? I'm gonna come back to the sideline. Damn, they're pissed. But I don't. You we we can't we we can't talk about that because that's not what we think it is. Because we think you know sometimes it hits the fan on the field and it's not necessarily the player I think he, I think it matters to him I believe that you know what he what he would have done as spoke it better if it comes from Espo's
0: point, if it comes from Russell Wilson yeah. of all people it should
2: matter no every, everything it does matter because I think that like you you still want to win he's a winner and he wants to win he's still freaking this thing out in the NFL but I will say this here J- JV you pointed this out eloquently in the beginning part of your statement was. This guy that was in that rhythm passing in the very first parts of the season, this is why I got that K2 tattoo because he was calling plays that was on, on point with the skill set of our quarterback and our players. <clears throat> Guys are getting balls that was consistent. Look, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Casey had three or four catches the game. Your boy A.J. was getting the ball in the first parts of the first quarters. They were throwing the ball and getting, getting him in rhythm. As well as the hops, it was quick passes, quick throws. They were moving guys around. The second half of the season, that was not the case, and it's just the sad part to say why we look bad is because we didn't have. so like the offense coordinator or the head coach changed calling the way they call plays, and it's it's probably not the best thing because we can't we cannot absolutely say that is exactly what happened. But from our eyes, we can say there was a different offense in the first first eight to ten games of the season, and the last seven seven to eight games of the season.
1: And I think he cares. I mean. The, the idea that that he would be like, no, I wouldn't want to hear what Russ and Wilson would say has to say is like if if Dave Pash made some critique about you or I, Johnny, and we went, no, we're good. We don't hear that guy's opinion. I don't like, care about not what like he he's, he's done anything. We're sitting no. we're sitting in home offices
0: and closets
1: and this guy's on ESPN, but we know. Well, we know.
0: This, this you just of added yourself in the closet. Now, out of I the closet. I
1: am sitting in a walk-in closet. Every, everybody knows that. That just watched me before from my own studio.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. There's some comments I, I want to get to but be- <laughs> before that. I want to remind everybody, children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease, safe, free, and highly effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine. Get the location nearest to you. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals is asking Hold on, Johnny. Us, hold on. What? What? You,
1: you go into this like extremely serious read after I broke Frank. Like it's like <laughs> the poor guy can't keep his composure. I thought he was all like, right. People may die and Frank's like, he can't know. hold it together. I, right my, is, I
2: apologize. I'm you get him about dirty about on him that. Right. Oh my God! Right. I'm sorry, man. I apologize for the reason. <laughs> no, reject. you're good. I'm sorry, you're all right. Hey, keep going, bro. You know what? Oh. It's
0: serious, but it's not. You know, it's
2: very, it's very we serious, bro. we got to we
0: got to talk about the vaccine, but we also have yes. to talk about as walking closet. Both equally oh. serious. All right, NFL Easy Cardinals. Should we screw the picks like the Rams are doing and just exchange them for proven talent? Funny, you should ask this. Uh, NFL Easy Cardinals. Put an article. Go Shameless plug. You can go get it right now if you remember saying the Cardinals need to build through the draft. They, I believe the Rams, what they're doing, they're outliers, and a lot of the meat of their roster are draft picks. Cooper Cup was a third-round pick. They hit on a generational talent, Aaron Donald. Like They they got Odell Beckham for nothing. I mean, they have been gifted a lot of breaks. Their model is not sustainable. Look what the Seahawks did in the height of Russell Wilson's peak of his powers when they were going to Super Bowls. They said, we're going to go give up picks for Jimmy Graham. And Percy Harvin and now Jamal Adams. And it is blown up their roster and they have not recovered. And it, it might result in Russell Wilson asking for a trade. I, I Kyler and Kyler Murray's not on the level of Russell Wilson. So I think if you take that gamble and something goes wrong, then, then it could all be all be done. Whereas at least in the draft, you get so many swings. And I'm not opposed to a third for Rodney Hudson or certainly a second for DeAndre Hopkins. But just to punt on the draft, I mean we just talked about it. Older players get hurt. They're expensive. They put forth, you know, expectations that are sometimes unrealistic. So the, the NFL, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl because they have drafted and developed well, and it sets them up. Everybody's talking about the Rams are going all in, right? Well, the Bengals window, we didn't think would be open this soon. They're going to be good for a while because they have Joe Mixon, who they drafted. Of course, they were gifted, Jim, you know, Jamar Chase, where they where they picked him. Joe Burrow fell to them at one, and, you know, hometown guy, right? Like they caught a lot of breaks, but they're building through the draft.
1: But, but you know, I the we won't be able to judge whether the Rams were successful or not until next Sunday. If they win, it worked. Like they did, they accomplished exactly what they set I, out yeah, to. I know. Yeah, I think it's an outlier, move. though. Like, and and the Bengals may never get back. Like, you don't know. To me, I agree in theory with you. I would trade first-round picks because Kimes proven that he can't he can't really draft no. in the first round. <laughs> so why not like leave him with the inventory that he's good with and get some talent? I mean, get some talent to to that is proven that you know is is good to go with those first-round picks. But that's not good for our coverage. I want to talk about the draft
0: for six but weeks. I need there's like
1: sixteen pick. other rounds. Like you know, like you get rid of one pick, you still got like eight more. Like it's not a big deal. Right. Uh, so.
0: look, and they uh, they take first rounders that they don't even play in Xavier Collins and Isaiah Simpson. Exactly.
2: Look, it, it, our first round draft picks have not been amazing, so we can we can definitely dump that. But it, if you look at an NFL roster, and and if you have a solid quarterback. A good head coach that can talk to the guys and get motivate the guys to get them to play. You're not that. You're not that far away from winning a lot of ball games and competing on the next level. The mindset of getting a a, a head coach's mindset is to get all these guys to buy into the system, to show up on Sundays or Mondays and Tuesdays, to give their all for four quarters. We've seen three quarter football. That that tells you nothing. Tells <laughs> you nothing. We've seen we seen a half of a season. They literally
0: built up as much collateral as they could, and yes. went ten and two, and then fell on their face and could not get past the wild card round and didn't win their
2: division. That's the sad part about it. So I think that's you know you're you're not you're not that far away from putting it together and and having the ability to, as a head coach or a defense coordinator, offense corner, if you had a couple of pieces. And I think, of course, if our pieces don't get hurt. This is a different conversation. If JJ stays healthy, it's a different conversation. And of course, if D Hop stays healthy, we got to, we got a whole nother conversation on the table. What kind of team this could have been? And statistically, despite that, what COVID was doing throughout the league uh the last couple of years, but our team has still been effective. I'm okay with just going to get pieces, but not just pieces, but players that you can add into the locker room and have some sense of wanting to play four quarters of football, or just having a presence where. The other team, offensively or defensively, has to change what they're doing. At least consider that we brought Zach Ertz here for a reason, and therefore the strong safety can't just walk down in the box and stop James Conner. Shit, you got to pay attention to him because he's a beast. A.J.'s on the outside of the opposite of D. Hops. That matters, so it should open up. Why did Christian Kirk have such a good good season in the inside part of the football, in the the middle part of the football field? It's because he had two dogs on the outside. That matters. That's just – Names and bodies, but at the same time, these guys can be productive. So LA, if they win, you're right. They they, they pulled off a fast one. And to get that Super Bowl championship and ring, it's worth everything, especially out of LA because you've been the Rams for so long. And the only team that have won in LA has been the Lakers.
0: We've got a co- comment here. I think this is directed at S. Uh this is the, the I guess this is kind of the right show to ask this because we have the experts so, uh here. Espo, should the Phoenix Suns trade for James Harden now that he's supposedly available?
1: Hell no! All right, on to the next one.
0: We're gonna leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, I like this from Mike B. Cards need the picks. Time just needs to draft better. Obviously, players will go to LA to play. Not very many will come here over LA unless we overpay. I would disagree with the latter. I think you know Arizona is a beautiful place. Have you been in the Greater Scottsdale area? You know Paradise Valley. That's where the players live. Uh, What I will agree with you is this. In my article, I talk about how just give Kaim more swings at the plate on day two. All yeah. of his all of his uh, Pro Bowlers that he's drafted come from day two outside of Murray and and um, DJ Humphreys. I think the, the the strategy should be trade down from twenty-three and get him a couple seconds, a couple thirds so he can get the next Buda Baker, Tyron Matthew, John Brown, David Johnson, right? You know, Christian Kirk was a good pick for what it was. Those are the, That's the meat and the bulk of the roster, and the hit rate on those guys is so much better. So I think Kime is going to have to pivot from what he's known since 2013 because they've, they've had a good amount of money to operate with even before Kyler, with Josh Rosen, with Sam Bradford, with Carson Palmer. They were never paying elite quarterback money to any of these guys. If we fast forward a year from now, and if Kyler Murray makes another Pro Bowl, there, Michael Bidwell will pay him generational wealth. So suddenly now you've got a cap situation where you're paying Hopkins almost thirty million and Kyler Murray probably forty million, and if the cap's over two hundred million, that's that's almost you know a third of your cap, or it is a third of your cap. You have to supplement that with cheap talent, and that comes from the draft, and that comes from the second and third rounds. Uh, come,
1: inventory, inventory is key, right?
0: Yes. Come to the East Valley and say it's beautiful while your car is getting robbed. Hey, hey, what man, part of the in... East
1: Valley are you in, man? I've lived in the East Valley my entire life. Hey, Mesa. Like, just, yeah, I'm. I live in Mesa right now. My car, my car still got four <laughs> wheels and all the shit in it. So, hey,
0: hey, guys, you know where I live? Do we need to talk about this again? I live in Maricopa, Arizona. Population zil zilch, and um, <laughs> I I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it unsafe, but I would I would take some safety concerns for a Trader Joe's. Or Target. That's what I. That's all I'm saying.
1: Look, you live out in an island. Like you're in an island in the middle of the desert. Who chooses to live in a in a city that has one road in and out of it? That sounds like a horror movie, not a city. I
0: I was forced to do it. I was for this damn housing market. And listen, I almost got. I'd be priced out now if I was moving to Arizona. I wouldn't even be able to live here. I'd be in. Uh, what is it? Ca- Casay Grand, Casay or Grand. even Grand. Yeah, I'd be in Casse Grand, <laughs> bit close to Mike Luke. I'll be hanging out with Mike Luke in Tucson. But speaking of hanging out, gentlemen, it's been a blast hanging with you guys uh, all week. We will be back on Monday. Saul, I'm told, will be back. Uh, so he and I will be live 3 p.m. as always, PHNX Cardinals podcast. Show some class subscribe to to our YouTube channel like us right subscribe wherever you get your podcast leave us a five-star review we'd appreciate it because we're going to be locked into everything Arizona Cardinals this entire offseason we're prepping you for free agency the combine the draft all that good stuff Saul says he's back in Phoenix
1: Yay! awesome the your boss man is back again all right
0: yeah the boss man is back we'll be back on Monday for Espo for Frank I'm Johnny Venerable see you then